One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That was my fuck up. That was my fuck up. I really didn't know the number. I think I've been doing this. He he lost both of them. (laughs) It's been 10 years of me being four. 10 years. So the fact that I got moved up the shot list is really scratching me out. They're giving you a shot and you're you're bombing. How many times have you been in my office begging me for a higher number? Begging me, Russ. You're like, please, I'm ready for three. Give me the, I'm ready for the show. I blew it. I fucking blew it. Show improved time, man. You really collapsed under pressure. Rose up. I guess we're gonna have to stop calling you hard, hard rush rush dick. The four spot. My name is Justin McRoy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McRoy. I know the be- I know the game of the week. My name is Ross Frosch, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the best. No, 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 no. What? Ron gets to say it. He's been I here a hundred times. Last time, yes, yeah. to that's say true. It. That's true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My name is Ron Funches, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the besties. We're so pleased to be joined by our our fifth bestie, our honorary bestie, uh, Ron Funches, star of of stage and screen and and screens large and small. He's all over the place. You can catch him in uh, all manner of projects. But the important thing is he's here to talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, I'll randomly pick Russ to tell me what. Assassin's Creed Mirage is. Assassin's Creed Mirage is like the, I don't know, 13th Assassin's Creed. Usually Plant does this and he researches and stuff. It's like the 13th or something Assassin's Creed game. The series has been going on for 15 years. And this game is a return to, I guess, the original Assassin's Creed, at least the pacing and style of it. More stealth heavy. It's set in Baghdad. And uh, we are going to jump into it. All right, let's go. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You're going to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Ron, before we talk about this this latest uh, uh, iteration, I'd love to know sort of where you're at with Assassin's Creed broadly. Like, where what what's your uh, what's your history? Well, I think like most people, I uh, I really fell in love when it was Ezio mm. and just oh, going around Europe and having fun times was always it, just beautiful. And especially at a time where I never traveled overseas before, it, it fulfilled a lot of like uh, voyeuristic fantasies for me to just see the way these things were and, and bring history to life and assassinate people. Like <laughs> I liked all of those things and the stealth. It was a really fun series for me. Um, I've, I think like most people got... Uh, my feel of it. Um, <laughs> right. I think everyone has a different time where they did. I feel like my high peak was with, and, and I think this is a little later than most, but my high peak was with Syndicate. Oh, um, I truly enjoy that game. I think that's a, a hey, Ron, that's the, my favorite too, man. That's I love favorite. it. I don't remember that was the like which, British, that's the like, Victorian, like, stuff. That, yeah, like Jack the Ripper era, yep, world, yep, yep. like pre world. Yeah, War. it's very cool. It's so cool. You get to ride around with just like great characters, some of the greatest society historical characters in the series to me. And um, I love Evie Fry. I just don't even think the brother exists. So I just play <laughs> it as an Evie game. And it was my uh, video game crush for a long time. And before, I think because it came out before the Arkham Knight series, um, at the time, I was like, oh, this is like the Batman game I never got. It, it was so, like, you really snuck around stealthily. There's a grappling hook that you got to use. You felt a lot like Batman. And I think one of my issues with the series had always been motivation, which mm. even comes to play with this uh, newest one. Um, but I felt like it had the strongest motivation because a lot of times you were just like freeing children who were being forced to work in factories and you're like oh yeah i'll kill these guys yeah forcing that was a these very kills. clean that felt yeah. great here you go kids <laughs> yeah be free I know, oh ron love the kids you know, like, don't look at the ground <laughs> hey we had to crack a few eggs to make this kid on kids are kids are happy yeah look up keep walking <laughs> oh what are you guys supposed to do for work now i have not thought that far ahead but please enjoy your freedom maybe you get a job in like a pickpocket army like, like oliver yeah. twist start a gang i know one that's hiring <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it should have been it should have been you taking them straight out of the workhouses and right into your your employ yeah like a pikmin style mechanic <laughs> <laughs> Little kids murdering for you. Did you, did you play? I, I, the big question for this game is did you play like a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Because boy, howdy, I, I hope so. Because the dude in this one was heavily featured in that game, apparently, which I did not know because I did not stick with Valhalla long enough to really get to know him. Yeah, no, I never met that man. In Valhalla. Yeah, I played it too, and I do not remember. I mean, he was a I major was not paying figure attention. in the game. I I mean, if you look if you look at the uh the Wikipedia page for for Valhalla, he was very present throughout that that title. Um I I have kind of like I I am not able to hold the Assassin's Creed mythos or its leading characters in my head. I remember Desmond Miles, that's about the the original like 
uh, present day protagonist. A and, that, and that he he died like fifteen years, like ten years ago, yeah. legit. Like so this, he hasn't been a thing. Basim, who is uh, prominent in Valhalla, uh, and and at the end of <laughs> at the end of Valhalla, Basim enters the Animus to find the missing children of Loki. So Basim, as I understand it, has entered the Animus but is living his life 20 years ago uh, when he first joined the Assassins. So it's a prequel slash sequel in as much as that ever matters in an Assassin's Creed game. But but that- I don't is, think it matters at all. Like, yeah. I really, if if he was a more engaging, like his, his whole like vibe of this game, and again, I do not really remember him from Valhalla. I'm sure he was lovely, but his vibe in this game is like, I want to help- the people who are being whatever slaughtered or enslaved or whatever the people are having done to them. I'm going to help them and I'm going to do it kind of in the most bland way possible, but I am going to do it and it's going to be great. And that's the extent of my absorption of this character. And mostly everything else is just like, I'm going to fucking run on rooftops and pickpocket and stuff. Like, Uh, Hey Ron, we talked about this a little bit, but I wanted to ask you first impression. How did, uh, how did Mirage hit you? Oh, I really enjoyed the setting, most of all. Yeah. I thought it, it re- reminded me a lot of Metal Gear Solid Five, um, and just the loop of me marking my targets, moving into different encampments, mm. and then like going in and picking people off. And I enjoy that gameplay loop. I thought it was a... It's like... And I, and I hate to ever bring this into play, but like especially right now where so many games go between 60, 70, 80, and 100, to have a game that's like $50. And I'm like, it does give me a little where I'm like, oh, yeah, this seems like a $50 game. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful in the vistas. And then some of the you know character models aren't that great. Yeah. But overall, I think it was like, a lot like when you see like a ex that you really had a good time with, you know, and you ended okay, and then you see them years later and they still look c- kind of good, and you're like, oh, like I kind of missed you. This is like <laughs> you know, this is oh, stabbing people in the necks again with not worrying about the level I have to be to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It just brought back a lot of like nostalgia for me, and I was. uh pretty stoked to get into it i was really high on it within the first couple hours of it um but then did you um, like the beginning ron the like very beginning and you know it's kind of it's slow it's a bit slow yeah (laughs) it's a bit slow i might have called it fucking glacial in an email to ron just to like prepare him for how slow the intro is it's like an hour and 10 minutes of like very very dull tutorial stuff and then after that once it gets to the open world i was having a lot more fun with it better yeah it, it, the problem is that this is a sort of as as we've discussed a return to form uh for the assassin's creed franchise so that's great i'm happy to see that because i miss you know i miss going around and stabbing people in the neck with Ezio and friends as well but it's like doing a tutorial for a gameplay loop that is at this point uh would be in high school is kind of a tough Kind of a tough. It, uh, you expect if you're going to slow it down that much and teach the basics that much, that there's going to be some sort of big departure from the standard. But it is not. I mean, it At seems all. pretty, pretty standard. I think the world is stunning. Like it, it gets. This feels as close as 
any of these games have to like filling that sort of secondary Assassin's Creed motivation of like historical tourism. Sure. Um, I, I think that it's really successful in the sense of like making you feel transported to another place. They've got a lot of like these uh, codex entries gather around uh, uh, scattered around the world that you can pick up that are just historical in nature. Like it's not about the game world. It's about the actual history of the area um, and, and different facets of the culture and stuff like that. So when I read the first one of those, I may, I decided to try something. I was going to read every single historical codex thing oh. that I found. Yeah. Um, I did it about three times and kind of <laughs> forgot, but boy, those three were really interesting. That yeah, was I a do, special time, a special those eight minutes three, in Justin's those life. Those three were good. I learned about alcohol production. It's fan, uh, fantastic. I do like that it's a game that's set in, ba- like, I can't remember another game that's set in Baghdad that isn't just like, here's a, whatever, Iraq War recreation or like just soldiers, like, this is like just Baghdad D culture, honestly. And yeah, it's no, it's really the first great to see that. game I've ever seen set in Baghdad that actually has brown people. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, that was one of the things that impressed me from the get-go it's just and i know it won't hit for a lot of people but as a as a black man watching the thing and just being like oh my god i never really get to see this many faces of color in a game just because this is the setting mm-hmm. and i feel like it's just it's just fun to see for me and i love that it doesn't pay into anything it's just you know it's just accurate as you know which is usually only held in the reverse way where they're like, okay, well, this place wouldn't have black people, so we're not putting any right, right, right. <laughs> Um, You don't normally see it go the other way where, you know, where they're like, well, we, we were in Japan, but there's a, there's a white ninja here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting that, you know, it is definitely a return to form with stealth. Uh, it does, like, have a system for you know, if you want to play a more aggressive style, what is interesting, I think it's something I actually kind of dug about this. And it, again, with three year gaps, uh, it's hard to remember how much has changed between this and the last one. But um, I like the scale of if you're sneaking around and you get caught in a uh, it, 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 when you're trying to sneak through a place, you're not going to bring like the entire base down. They make these guys like pretty bad at actually like seeing the world around them like they keep a pretty narrow code of focus so you usually bring in like a small skirmish three or four that you can typically usually handle and then return to it it's not like the entire thing's blown um if you get spotted one time which i appreciated because sometimes the uh ability to assassinate people from like around corners or on rooftops or whatever is a little bit finicky like b- getting the timing right and and knowing exactly when that's going to pop up before you get spotted uh I-, I found it to be tricky sometimes there are definitely moments where i like thought i was going to jump down and stab someone from above but actually ended up just doing a pull up which <laughs> yeah, is yeah. really bad Man, off your it is it is uh <laughs> The stealth stuff in this game, I think, is great. I love shooting, sending my little hawk up in the sky and scouting places out and marking all my enemies so that I have, like, a route I'm going to follow. The social uh, stealth stuff is great. You spend a coin, and all of a sudden you're uh, pretending to be, a like, a delivery man or something that gives you access into the big sort of set-piece assassination missions. That stuff is great. The combat is not great it's very uh like super rudimentary i think a pretty big step back from uh valhalla which is fine because that's like you know it's emulating the older assassin's creed style where you didn't have 
you know, endless combos and shit like that. Uh, the movement is not is the is abysmal for me. The all of the climbing anytime in the very first stealth mission I had to do, I was trying to like mantle over a little ledge so I could hide behind some bags of grain or whatever. And I just climbed up on top of it and couldn't get Basim to go where I needed him to go. And I was just sort of perched like a gargoyle until I was promptly stabbed eight times <laughs> by the by the guards who were pretty far away. I didn't have much trouble getting around. I mean, I I, I don't know. It didn't hit me too different from it, from most from of Valhalla. Those. Yeah, it yeah. felt like Valhalla to me in terms. But maybe it's because Valhalla, tr- like most of that game, is like pretty open areas, fields, and like maybe a couple buildings. Whereas this is so dense and small that maybe it's like more clamoring around creates more problems. Ron, do you like the like free roaming around the world, climbing, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, it was one of the main positives of the game to me. I I mean, it's always felt kind of sloppy to me. Yeah. And it doesn't feel much different where I'm like, okay, I made a mistake here. I jumped off or I just it. The game felt like it just didn't know where I wanted to go. But for the most part, when it works well and you're running, you know, from rooftop to rooftop, from pole to pole, it feels really good. And it looks the best that it's ever yeah, it looks looked great. to me. I don't know. I mean, I know it runs on the same engine as Valhalla, but to me, it looks it just I think the way that it's presented in the more um, smaller set pieces shows off the, the graphics a lot better than I mean, Valhalla was not a bad looking game, but I feel like that I, I just love the style of this game. There's a lot of brown fields in Valhalla, whereas this has like gorgeous like light and streaming in through like a mosque tower. And it's just like, man, I just want to like chill here. Yeah, I don't even want to nice. like run around. You walking around and you just notice like a little beautiful fountain out of nowhere. It's just a real uh, pretty area. Yeah, it does. It does well for Baghdad tourism. I'm excited. I like the investigation system that's in this game. Yeah, uh, I, I, the story didn't do anything for me, but the way that they kind of map out your missions and uh, how you sort of progress through the story is through a like uh, I I don't know how to describe it like a you know how they do in uh, detectives have like the board with the red string going between the different clues, uh, sort of like uh, outer outer wilds. I outer guess. wilds. Yeah, uh, I like that a lot. I felt like it gave a lot of clarity in like where I was supposed to go. Uh, I didn't feel that sort of, uh, we've played some really good open world games this year. I didn't feel that like constant pull of my attention towards like other little things that I wanted to do as I was running from like objective to objective on the uh, investigation board. Um, But I, I thought it was a neat sort of concept for organizing. Yeah, they do have a lot of little stuff you can do but it isn't that enticing, it seems like. Yeah. Like, um, I dug most of the little contract things. I was taking some of those um, I, just because I like the self-contained nature of them. Um, uh, so I did, I, I, I did a good number of those. I, I thought they were pretty varied. Um, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to, to do. And it's all, like, pretty good. Like, I, I haven't found any that's, like, that are very exhausting. There are some times where a stealth entry will kind of fall apart and unless you've been like saving throughout um it is pretty frustrating to kind of be to to be that kind of methodical and then have to go back and do all that ron i i know you mentioned you do that like tagging people before you go you go into a place will you kind of just stick with it if something falls apart or do you like to like 
restart and get it get it clean and stealthy the whole way. I I haven't had to restart any of the encounters other through than through death um, that I played. I usually will just go ahead and adapt as it goes. It's one of, I mean I I mean that's one of my favorite things in life. It's fun. It's what I like. Um, and another game that I'm playing, the uh, Payday Three, is just like having a plan, trying to make it work out, and if it doesn't, getting into a fight. And I do like the uh, how. It does seem to let it been for you if you get out of self, like we talked about before, where it only sends two or three guys at you, and and then you can go back into stealth. Um, and also agree that the combat is not the highlight of this game at all. It reminds me of a lot of uh, like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, and the fact that this game feels like other than graphically that it would fit right in the GameCube era of games. To me. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, it's funny you said you mentioned Prince of Persia on. I did just want to mention, uh, I don't know why, but when I booted this game up and got into the open world, I suddenly had the Dagger of Time. I think yeah. if you had the deluxe, deluxe edition. Is that of the game. what it is? The deluxe I think that's edition? why, yeah. I suddenly had like all of Prince of Persia's gear. And Prince of Persia, he does all right with like... <laughs> If you block if you block uh, parry an attack with this uh with this gear, um you can insta kill the person you just parried and it heals you for twenty percent. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty fun. good. It's, it's a pretty, pretty good pre-order pre- bonus if yeah, I do say good. so myself. <laughs> um and you can just sort of role play as the Prince of Persia if you want to. Well, I mean, that's kind of rude to me. That's one of my favorite games of all time in the sense of time series in general, I loved, but uh and and that happened where I was playing this game and I was like, man, I wish they could finish that that remake of the Sands of Time. I want to play that game. I would love. Yeah, to play I, would that love game. I think that might be dead, but they are releasing a new Prince of Persia in like a couple months. Yeah, I guess it looks like a two D one number, right? side scrolling Metro. Hey, that's the original Prince of Persia. We're, it's a throwback. Yeah. That's not who I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same guy. I think it's the same prince. <laughs> He's just from the side. Ron sounds like me through the first 17 episodes of Twin Peaks. The return. <laughs> this, this is not what I want. Fix it. <laughs> Do you, this is always sort of the litmus test for me, especially for like bigger open world games. Do you all think you're going to continue to play Assassin's Creed Mirage once we have, you know, once old Dusty... The broom, the broom man comes out and sweeps up the mess we make every Besties episode, and we wrap this one. We have our martini shot. Do you think you're going to go right back to Assassin's if, Creed Mirage ever, or if it was a different year, I'd say maybe because I actually do enjoy just like exploring the city and stuff like that. But this year is so fucking jam packed with stuff, yeah. yeah, that it's really hard for anything that's not like like the games that I want to go back to, Baldur's Gate three. Resident mm-hmm. Evil 4 DLC. Like, mm, keep talking. So <laughs> much stuff uh, that yeah. I would rather be playing. That it's just, and and like we have Spider Man waiting in the wings. So it's like, man, I, it's I really that, tough. I think that I would want to know that there's going to be some kind of evolution of the 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 loop. Like, I have now been playing for I guess about seven hours at this point. Um, I would love to know that if I keep moving forward, there's going to be like some sort of big changes with, um, I think especially movement is one that I'd like. I'm dying for like some sort of way to elevate quickly, a grappling hook, some sort of like something like that to make it getting around uh, a little more fun um, or combat wise. Like the tools that I've gotten 
have all been pretty like stealth heavy um, and not anything that really changes the combat. Much I have seen and honestly, clips with this, of like with the Prince of Persia stuff. Yeah. Even the like gear push is not that like I don't really care. You know, if I get like a new dagger or whatever, it probably doesn't slow down time. Yeah, I have seen <laughs> clips of people like being able to use like all of their energy meter and assassinate a group of like six guys at once while like time stops. I completely forget that mechanic. I've never used it actually in gameplay before. Like the focus thing where you can Yeah, auto- but eventually you can upgrade that to like kind of ridiculous levels. So that, but I don't think it will dramatically change the game. It's just make it easier, really. Right. Yeah, I don't really enjoy that. Because to me, that's half the fun is right. lining, yeah. lining them up myself and trying to uh, time it right. And if yeah. it's just like, well, it's going to auto jump for it. That's not something that intrigues me yeah Um, how do you guys feel i think we're at this point in video games where the games become so absurdly expensive to produce and obviously to buy it's not cheap at 60 or 70 dollars how do you guys feel about this idea that we're seeing more of these like i uh, it's not an expansion pack it's like a standalone but really doesn't feel like a full sequel are you like is that how you feel about this game so uh, that's how i feel it doesn't feel like a full sequel to me I don't know how you guys feel, but like it feels it it doesn't feel like an expansion pack, but it feels like there isn't enough new here to really say, oh, this is like the next generation of an Assassin's Creed game. By itself, I I think what Mirage is maybe lacking is like there's no there's not much of a meta on top of it. Right. Like at least as far as I found, you're not like doing the management of a crew. You're not doing like sending people out on missions. A lot of that like extra stuff. Um, that I have associated with this franchise recently, but like I think it stands on its own. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it's absolutely a, a standalone. I no, I think it's a standalone too. Thing. I wasn't saying that it wasn't. I, I more just like you know the expectation of a sequel versus a well, this is almost like a spinoff, if you will. It feels like it's a rebalancing to me. It's mm. like someone mm. who had a, like a long, super long marriage, and now they gotta live in a small apartment, mm. and they like they don't have all their stuff yet. You know, right. they they coming back this way. <laughs> They're not a hundred percent yet. I like the middle ground of it, and the fact that I don't, for me in my life, where it is right now, I got a young kid, I got an older kid, and I got I move around a lot. I don't have time to get into a game where it's like, okay, well, you have to learn this mechanic now, mm-hmm. and you got to manage this before we we're you know checkpointing this area your your progress so that you have to learn this mechanic right for a while you have to go around and and be a, on a pirate boat for a long time and i'm like <laughs> i don't i just wanted to assassinate and that was refreshing to me about this game of just being like okay i just run on rooftops and i just assassinate i can play this game for 15 20 minutes make a little bit of progress and move on uh, but like you said it's not that intriguing i didn't know anything else of it it's not yeah. a character that i'm enjoying it's certainly not a story that is holding me and and like you said if this was a different year i think that would be fine and this would be just a solid set 
seven of a game that you're like, hey, have you checked this out? It's actually pretty good. And I will say that, it, I mean, you know, but I would say you could wait, wait till it gets a little bit cheaper because, you know, especially these Ubisoft games, if they don't sell well, they usually drop in price within a week. Yeah. So you just wait that out, get it on Game Pass whenever it comes to that and um, enjoy it. You'll probably have a nice little treat, but I can't say you need to go out of your way to play this when there's Spider-Man coming. And like you said, I've been wanting to go back to Boulder's Gate. I've been wanting to go back to Cyberpunk. Um, there's a lot of big games to play, but I will say it has brought back my interest in the series. I think they should continue to go down this direction and just build it and make it bigger. Um, and I'm, but what it has done is currently make me, um, on the page to purchase Assassin's Creed Syndicate on Steam, which is actually <laughs> pretty expensive <laughs> for, for a 13, 1500 year old game. They want sixty dollars for the for, gold edition. Holy shit! That's yeah, whatever. Thirty for regs. That's um, crazy. Or I can buy the bundle of the entire Assassin's Creed series for four hundred and nine dollars. To steal. There you go. That's Anyone who does that should future. be put on a government watch list. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. You like history that much and assassinating that much? Yeah. Uh -oh. And you also don't own any of them. You're going to go in big. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, I just heard. Before. I just heard about this. <laughs> you're losing money to not buy all 15 at once. Oh, my God. It's, I, I you know, I, I, I think we're all on a similar page, like pretty solid. If you've been hungry for this kind of like Assassin's Creed thing and or if you are interested in the time period at all like I think you'll really enjoy it but it is not like uh, a, a a big step forward I think in any in any meaningful way yeah we got more to talk about though we are we do. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then uh we'll we'll be back to to talk a little bit more with our friend Ron Funches yay y'all you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind 
those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Ron, I don't know if you're a numbers guy. I don't know if you're like a big ranking guy, but do you do you have a rough idea of some of your like top top games of this year so far? Your your besties, as it were. Yes, of course. I I, I try to keep a tally in my head throughout the year, um, and and let my emotions decide if I'm like, huh, this game has come in and displaced. Um, and this happened so much, especially this year. I went in this year, uh, I'd say, and it was early and I knew there were things coming, but I thought it was going to be Starfield that was going to knock Ooh. it out. But at the beginning of the year, my favorite game was a uh, hi-fi rush for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. I keep forgetting Love that it. came out this year. Yeah. I know that's how much of a year it's been. Yeah. Hey, where did, where are you at on Starfield? Ron? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to get a different viewpoint on this show. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's not, Ron. It's we, not. We, we were all pretty down on it, unfortunately. <laughs> you you such, emailed us specifically out of the blue. You're like, I oh, need to come the on time the show I and liked talk about it. Starfield. I liked it at the time. At okay. that time, I had a different view. I was like, uh, uh, I had Stockholm syndrome or something, where I was just like, "No, it's good. It's fine. It's oh, everybody's hating on it, but it's okay." And then I played a little longer and went through a few more menus, and uh, it was just like, "Oh my god, this is really all there is to it." And then you realize, like, why? It'd be fine if you're like, this is what it's going to be. Kind of fallout in space, fallout, but worse. But to the hype, not even of the, you can't be like, well, you guys hyped it up. But the hype that they did of like, go anywhere, do it, you, going throughout space, make it your own. And there is literally none of that. I haven't seen a single mission that didn't break down into just murdering everyone. My favorite part of the entire game was just filling out a job application. <laughs> That's, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> I will say there's a part of me that's like looking at the Steam reviews, which have slowly crept. I think they started at like 81% and it's the most recent reviews are around 69%. Nice. Is a little, uh, I guess there was a moment. I think we all had a bit of a crisis of conscience where it was like, are we just off base maybe? Or like totally out of the, like for, 
we Whatever. were if you all like this sort of game. waiting for the scores to come out because we were all like, ooh, this is going to be wild. And then like a lot of the early critical consensus was so strong on it. Yeah. It's like, ooh, maybe we were just off base. I don't know. Or sometimes it's an echo chamber, you know, where the four of us are like, I don't like this. Well, I don't like this. Yeah, that's pretty bad too. Or vice versa. Yeah, but back on positive, positive, positive. Okay, positive, okay. Positive. I was about to go a little ones. longer. <laughs> <laughs> you got a button to put on on Starfield? No, or? not really. I just, I mean, mostly just I don't understand how you make space travel boring. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's really one of the most usually like, oh yeah, I'm excited about this, but then you just strip every piece of joy out of it and just make it menus and. Russ horrible. And I, I mean, it, I huh? should have known from the start menu. The start menu is horrible. We can't. We <laughs> we, we finished. Russ and I finished it, Ron. Yeah, we, we did. We, we went all the way through that incredible <gasps> oh adventure. Oh my god! No, thank you. Yeah. Sometimes you got the homework hard. to do. That's but all good, there is. Okay, but good stuff. High fire rush. Yes. That's huge. Loved it. Great game. Um, you know, of course, Baldur's Gate 3, which oh, I yeah. haven't, I mean, it's so big and deep. I have not even, I still was fighting through a goblin camp. I'm oh, yeah. not, I'm early and I want to get back into it, perhaps start over, make a new character now that I know what I'm doing a little bit more. What do you think uh, you screwed up with your character that you need to Just restart? not picking anything, really. I just let the, every, I let the computer pick for me because oh, I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. Uh, and now I'm like, okay, I, I enjoy this rogue, but I'm, perhaps I could add a little more things. I'd like some more magic-based things. Those things are fun for me. But it's just, I mean, to, it's it just came in and displaced everything else as far as like, okay, yeah, this is what I wanted. This is a yeah. choice-based role-playing game where the, everything can and anything can happen. I can watch orcs have sex. I can fall <laughs> in love. I can make a deal with the devil. I can do in all this within like the first couple of hours. Yeah. So it's a great game. It's truly an amazing game. And, and um, you know, just a departure from everything else you've been seeing as far as microtransactions and people trying to nickel and dime you for everything. Just to be like, hey, here's a classic game ready had, had to Had you go gotten into you. like other either divinity original sin or the other Baldur's gate games or is this your i first? played divinity too yeah um yeah. but not that too terribly much just a similar amount and i and i think that also because i played it uh, for the first time on the switch and so it yeah. wasn't necessarily the best experience but i was like oh i can see what people have been talking about with this game uh and so I was very excited to see them with a bigger budget and working with the, and it also helped very much that I just recently seen the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which was God, incredible. that movie was so yeah. good. Yeah. That movie ruled. So good. So good. Anything so else that's been, that's been, uh, you've been spending a lot of time on games wise, Ron? Um, Dave the Diver, Payday 3. Oh, that was good. You know? Dave the Diver. Yeah. What was, what's the story on Payday 3? I, I've heard uh, like a lot of varying things. Where's the, where's the Payday community at on it now? Um, you know, it swings back and forth. Everybody's mad because it didn't work and it was broken. One, uh, you know, another people one of those that. things. People do hate it when you pay for early access and then you don't get it. They do hate that. I get that. Um, and but now that it's working a lot better, it's just a fun time. I enjoy doing the missions with my friends. Kind of our 
it is both slow paced and can get very hectic. So it's a great for my friend group as we like watch wrestling in the background and just play through payday missions and yell at each other when one person forgets to put a silencer on their gun. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Who comes into the mission without a silence? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. It does feel like there aren't a ton of those games. The only other one that like, I mean, there are a bunch, but the one that jumps to my mind is Deep Rock Galactic, which I know Juice got into and kind of yeah. encouraged all of us to get into. But Which rules, but uh, it's good to know that there are more games coming into that co-op space. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite. We find ourselves just reverting back to playing the same games again and again which we do enjoy but we're like it gets to the point where we're like oh man i would just prefer to play an overcooked sequel or if that would to come out we play a lot of overcooked we you've tried a, moving out ron uh yeah it doesn't hit quite the same oh man i like moving out a lot I like the, I mean, I get the fun of, I mean, maybe I need to try some of the later levels because to me it just seemed simple to just moving things around. But I, I love the cooking. I like making it. In, I always feel like they're missing out on how big that game could be. Like to have partnerships with like, you know, Great British Bake Off or <laughs> Jordan Ramsey. I'm imagining awesome. that he would be very expensive. But like, if you got a pack where you're like, you get to play as all these famous chefs, you can be Julia Child or the <laughs> Swedish chef from the Muppets. I'd be like, man, I'd pay five dollars for uh, a Julia Child skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have, do you have a number one? Where is your head at for your game of the year so far? And obviously, oh, Spider Man hasn't come out. There's a few other titles yeah. that haven't come out, but you know, obviously. You know, Zelda is a big one. Baldur's Gate, certainly. Resident Evil 4. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think right now it's a three-way race. Um, Dark Horse candidate between in my heart and what I feel are likely to be. And I think it's between Baldur's Gate, Zelda, and and Dave the Diver for me. Oh, shit. Have played so much of it. It's brought so much joy into them. It's like my bedtime game, my travel game. Um, I can just play a lot of it, and it, it, it it's um, surprised me every hour or two with what it continues to add to it and doles it out in a fun way. And it's really and I just love, I'm a big fan of funny games. Yeah, and I love it. Uh, this game has a lot of great funny writing without being. Um, most games that try to be funny resort to being very crude or violent in order to be funny. And I like that this game just tells funny jokes. Mm-hmm. The cutscenes when you feed like the, whatever, the restaurant critics the right food and the cutscene that plays is like, f- like visual top notch. Yeah. yeah. Oh so my God. Every time you just like learn a new skill um, with sushi and then like it cuts to that fish in the background terrified for its life. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Like I literally would like watch the cartoon if they made a cartoon of that game. I would love yeah, it. That's great. Yeah, that game rules. Awesome. Um, we have a few reader mail questions. Is that out on? Is Dave the Diver out on Switch yet? I know it it definitely of- is. Yeah, I, I do have a pro tip for David Diver, and I'm curious, Ron, if you did this. I bounced off of the game initially because I found the like button mashing minigame stuff to be kind of in- infuriating. You can turn that stuff off. Oh. So, like, when you're catching fish and you have to like slam the A button to like pull it in, 
I just turned it off. It was great. Um, oh, no, it's out. Of, it's out. I, actually, yeah, I love that. I uh, October twenty sixth is when it. Comes oh, it's Switch. not out on Switch. Oh, well, there's a demo. I didn't that. Uh, yeah, I've been playing on Steam Deck. Uh, I just assumed it was on Switch. Too well. big, too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we have some reader mail questions. Um, this is a question from David B. Uh, y'all's discussion on Chance of Sinar, very cool game, Ron, if you haven't checked it out, reminds me a lot of Heaven's Vault, which was my favorite uh, game of 2019. Have y'all covered or played it before? It combines my literal two favorite things, archaeology and lin- uh, linguistics. Uh, there was uh, David B. added a bunch of other stuff about it, but that was the gist. Is there? Has anyone played this game? I've Heaven's heard of it. Vault? I haven't played it. It does seem uh, somewhat similar in that there's a lot of sort of translation that goes into it but yeah. chance of sonar is from what i can tell a lot more sort of like solely focused on that whereas heaven's vault has more sort of adventure game elements to got it. it got it uh, it looks very good though it's very well reviewed yeah awesome uh we have another question this comes from uh aid um this doesn't have much to do with this week's episode but uh after la- last week's i took up griffin's recommendation and watched through new world uh, I've still got the last episode to go, but gosh, what a charming show. The cast members are a great mix of personalities. The challenges are constantly changing, so it never feels stale, and the editing is a great mixture of cheesiness and hilarity. Definitely worth a watch. Thanks for the recommendation. My favorite show of the year, New World. Gotta watch it. So funny. So fun. Ron, have you seen this show? No, tell me about it. It's a Korean reality uh, show where six sort of like panel show people uh, are set, get to live on an island that caters to their their every whim, uh, be it the food they want to eat or the place they want to live in, and they just have to play games every day to earn a virtual currency that they can sort of trade and exchange uh, through a special app on their phone, uh, and it is hysterically funny. It is like a Survivor meets Taskmaster. It is... Uh, okay. It is. It's fantastic. I I have I have watched so much Korean reality television programming this year between this and Physical One Hundred and Siren, and uh, it is. Uh, I think this one is my favorite because it is just it is just delightful. We have a topic from Andrew Lifering on the topic of handheld switch grips. I mentioned some uh, switch grips last week. My hands would fall asleep in a lot of positions because of how wide the switch is. What ended up working for me was the Fixture S1, which clips onto a Pro Controller, so you get to keep the 3D rumble, and which holds the switch above it. It's, uh, I loved it so much that I held off on upgrading to the uh, uh, OLED switch because it uh, wouldn't fit until they released the S2. I'm imagining what this would look like, and I'm happy to report it is just as wild as you are imagining. <laughs> this thing looks it so absolutely bonkers. bonkers. It looks like a joke. It looks like if they, if on like a Law and Order, if they needed like a hacker gamer character to be playing something, <laughs> it would be this. It really is just a screen that mounts to the top of the Switch Pro controller. Um, I mean, I love the Switch Pro controller. I'm 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 sure this is fine, but uh, the balance seems like it would be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it would introduce a new sort of vector to the weight of the gaming handheld. That is sort of more. I don't know. The yaw of it would be uh, distressing. It looks like they do now have one that fits the the OLED. So, oh, nice. I guess that's the S two. Uh, okay, that's pretty much it for questions. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Those were in the um, Besties newsletter, which you can sign up for at besties.fan. Uh, 
Do we have honorable mentions? Uh, Anything else you've played, you've read, maybe? Get some culture in? uh, I, uh, what did I? Oh, I finished the second uh, Silo book, book in the Silo series called Shift. Um, That series, which is uh, about a a post-apocalyptic world where human beings are confined to silos below the ground, um, is really, really fantastically paced like you don't want to stop reading it uh that was wonderful and i'm also reading this is a little bit more fringe but uh a book called audienceology by a uh, uh someone who does one of the the big names in the uh, field of like testing movies like with audiences um and and heads up a lot of that research and it is about the process of um testing movies and like some anecdotes but more just like how the testing process works with movies where people give their feedback and the changes it's a i think it's a really interesting idea like the the the, the these are kind of made like um synergistically between the audience and the filmmaker and a dialogue between the two so i think it's really it's really interesting it's by kevin guts gets who's a big big name in that field but it's called audienceology and i don't know i'm a nerd but i think it's interesting sounds very interesting I can't believe you talked about nerdy shit on this show, Juice. You made you promised me. Yeah, I know, right? That was just gonna be cool sports guys. But stuff. the thing is, if you get into the wrong kind of nerd, then the other nerds smell it and they start bullying you for it. Yeah, like, that's true. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I tried to talk about anime here, I would get my head right in the toilet. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? true. Just let it fly. Let your freak flag fly, brother. <laughs> uh, I finished Chance of Sinar. Uh, and it's a it is on my top five, I would say, for this year. Love wow. that game. Had a good fucking time with that top one. Top five. So a Griff, very I filled hit a year. little bit of a wall after I finished decoding the first language. Yes. And I was kinda like, oh man, I'm not sure I could start that again. Like, I don't know. I was I was I kinda hit a wall where I wasn't quite ready to like I don't know. It it is I would say they are very smart with each new sort of layer that you come to and each new language that you discover. There is usually one big early discovery that lets you start like piecing together uh how like how this new language works. Uh hmm. and it, it gives you kind of a foothold. Uh I will say I'm going to revise my statement that I said last time that there are some stealth sequences that are uh the low light of the game for me. Uh, it's particularly in the second layer, unfortunately, which sort of takes a lot of the wind out of the sails of the thing. Um, but I, yeah, I finished it in maybe like three pretty long sessions. I just could not could not put it down. Couldn't stop thinking about it when I wasn't playing it. Uh, every time that like I would make some discovery that would unlock some, you know, syntax rule for a language or whatever, uh, I it was it was genuinely very thrilling. Um, and yeah, just cool, cool presentation, neat, just neat game all all around. Um, I have also so Henry has been getting into Pokemon cards, uh, and a lot of like the kids in his class actually play the game, which is kind of astonishing to me because it is not the easiest sort of game in the you know TCG library to to wrap your head around. There's a lot of different sort of rules and stuff that each of the cards brings to the table. Um, but he was interested in learning how to play it, so I downloaded uh, the current Pokemon TCG app, which is called Pokemon TCG Live, uh, which is great. I've been getting into it. 
there's like a bunch of free starter decks that they they hook you up with, and I've been sort of just just dipping my toe in the water a little bit, and it's it has reawakened a vicious competitive spirit uh, in me. I've been just absolutely destroying what I can only assume to be um, seven and eight year olds on the <laughs> other side of the internet, um, and haven't haven't lost a match yet. Maybe bots, but I don't think so because they play like children, and I I always know. Um, so yeah, been, been, how do you know it's children? It's they pick cute cards or, I mean, they just like, you know, they don't, they don't play their energy cards. They discard in weird (laughs) ways. Idiots. They leave their, their, their fucking V star Pokemon out there for the slaughter. So I could just collect all the prize cards. It's like, come on kids. Don't you have parents that are teaching you the ways that I am trying to, to guide my son in and be his shining light. Um, so yeah, that's that experience for me. Ron, you have anything you want to call out? Um, I would just say if I mean it's very specific, but if you're in the Los Angeles area, um, I really enjoyed going to the Broad recently and seeing the Keith Haring exhibit. Ooh, very inspiring, very Love colorful. Yeah, me too. And the way everything is displayed and stuff is very overwhelming. If you um, bring a slight amount of mushrooms with you, you'll have a beautiful time. I yeah, that seems unnecessary, quite honestly. It seems like overkill. <laughs> it was intense. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. Yeah, and then I ran into a lot of friends, and that was also interesting. <laughs> But I, if either where, however you want to, if you've never, because I also had never been to the Broad and that exhibit got me to go and had a great time there. But go see that exhibit if you can. It's beautiful. It's very inspiring if you're in art or if you're not in art, but especially if you work in any type of art, I think it's um, very inspiring. So check it out. I feel like Keith Herring and Fortnite would be a good collab. They've done a few artist collabs yeah, so far. Sure. And oh, that seems fun. like a good combo. That's what if Keith Herring stood for nothing else. <laughs> it's for owning noobs. <laughs> uh, I wanted to call out. I've been playing the Resident Evil Four DLC, Separate Ways. It just which started. Stars that. Ada Wong, and it's awesome. Predictably, uh, it uh, pretty much follows her storyline, you know, in tandem while the main storyline of Resident Evil Four was going on, which happened uh, when they re- originally released the GameCube version they had the same thing and so now it's sort of like an updated version of that but uh you use her grappling hook a ton in like combat and various encounters so it really changes how you move around the world there's still the like meta game upgrading your gear and and uh completing challenges for the mysterious vendor guy but if you played resident evil 4 and loved it which i did uh and wanted basically just more game it is indeed that can't tell you what annoyed me I played the I played Resident Evil Four so so much so many times I talked about that I beat it on professional mode and under the time limit to like get all the dope shit. But then Ada has her own like bonuses, so you can't use all of like the crazy unlocks that you get for beating the original game. What Uh, part of separate ways did you not understand? That's (laughs) fair, but I mean, I don't understand why she can't just slap on these cat ears that give you infinite ammo. But I did. I worked so they're. They're just cat ears. Just put them on. I, you know what I mean? She has her own pair of cat ears. Why? Why does she have her own cat ears? I don't get it. Hey, uh, Ron, is there anything anybody can 
can uh, that you'd like to push anybody to any of your work that you're excited about people can check out um i mean right now just gotta promote uh stand-up life stuff so come see me if you're in las vegas in november 3rd or 4th there's so many other options it's gonna be a, <laughs> uh, probably a bloodbath uh, so- <laughs> We have never we have never played out there. I just can't see us being a good going draw. amp versus amp against Celine Dion. I don't believe yeah, so. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm like, do you what, what's the venue, here? Ron? Where are you playing? Uh, Wise Guys Town Square. Uh, so I think it's a little slightly off the strip, which is good. Um, and it's also I think a pretty big room, which is bad. Uh, and it's in Vegas, and it's you know, like you said, there's just. I'm not saying I'm. I mean, I'm excellent. I'm a good reason to come out and to see You're a show. You're hilarious. Really good. You're nice, hysterical. I do understand if there's a lot of other options in Vegas, including just walking around with a giant alcoholic Slurpee. So, <laughs> I, I please come if you're in that area. Ron, have you uh, ever suffered through a casino show? Oh yeah, for sure I have. Brutal, but in the Northwest and Washington, Emerald Emerald Queen Casino, I believe is the name of it. I've I've done a couple. Oh yeah, real BC rate casinos. Never, <laughs> never a good time because yeah. if they were sitting there watching your show, it's because they had a bad thing happen to them and they can no longer <laughs> afford to take them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you able to tune what... out the Kino numbers being read in the background? <laughs> <laughs> but you're there to oh. lift them back up, Ron. Like you're the, that's right. Your craft, your calling as a comedian, it could not be more pure in that moment. That's true. That's a good point. I'm like, hey, you may have lost it all, but at least you're with me. And, and and that's a good place to be. Um, but yeah, people just go around funches.com and check out stuff or just follow me on Instagram. Um, and that's that you can do. And then when the strike's over, I'll promote a bunch of stuff. I'm a proud union member. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, I want to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Yo Lan G, we have Jill Lloyd Flanagan, and Skims McKimsey. Thank you, y'all, for uh, writing reviews. Thank you to Ron Funches. Skims McKenzie! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good read. Uh, that person's going to be thrilled to just have that as their ringtone. For yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, next week, we're going to talk about uh, Spider-Man 2. Two Spider-Men. Big you, one. A big one. Can you handle This is it? what? The PS2 version of Spider-Man 2? No. Yes, with the pizza song. No, it's going to be so fun. <laughs> I would play that one again. Uh, so be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Uh, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!